Welcome to the Jesus Revealed podcast series, and I'm your host, Zintle Mube. Today, we are in day six, and we're looking at the first miracle of, of Jesus Christ, and we're referencing the book of John, chapter two, and verses one to 12, where Jesus is at the wedding in, in, in Canaan. And we're joined again by Pastor Adrian. Pastor A, welcome once again. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Good to be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're then just going to just jump right into it, Pastor A, and, and just look at then, first and foremost, before we get into the wine and, and the great wine tasting, and, and I hope the believers out there are not too excited about that part, um, let's, let's just go into then, what is a biblical miracle? Okay. Um, Again, um, in all of the times I've been here, I always ask us to take a step back, yeah. um, you know, to look at the fullness of God's word and the fullness of what we are reading in the Bible and that kind of things. What happened in the Old Testament and now what are we introduced to yeah. in the New Testament? Um, always referring back to that 400 years of what is deemed to be silence, um, we see in the Old Testament, especially the first five books, you are seeing quite a number of miracles, you're seeing quite a number of interventions where God comes and invades the, the human space, comes and invades and manifests himself through miracles, through signs, through wonders, um, just again to showcase that he's sovereign, um, just again to showcase that he is the one whom we are to worship um, and his glory yeah. that he yeah. shares with humanity. So that's what we see in the Old Testament, then in the New Testament, we see Jesus' ministry opens up with a specific miracle. Now, across Jesus' ministry, we see at least 37 miracles. Mm -hmm. Now, these miracles stretches from healing chronic ailments, yeah. uh, casting out demons, calming storms, walking on water, feeding thousands, and resurrecting the dead. Um, so they weren't miracles that were meant to create spectacle. Um, they weren't miracles that were meant to create a sense of entertainment, um, but it was, again, to witness yeah. to who he was. Yeah. Yeah. So the miracles he uses is to witness to who is Jesus. And then to go further to that, then the power that's behind him, yeah. um, the power that he possesses over the natural, uh, over our ailments, over our frailties, over our weaknesses um, as mankind. And what qualifies in terms of your questions in what qualifies as a biblical miracle is anything that happens that is impossible according to the laws of the physical universe yeah anything that qualifies as impossible according to the laws of physics so a human being cannot walk on any type of liquids uh, you know nor can a human being feed 5,000 people with only but few loaves and fish yeah so miracles require a spiritual and a supernatural intervention from God himself. Now, as children of God, as Christian faith believers, we recognize that it is God. Other religions, other um, you know, persuasions will speak of a sovereign power or, or, or a higher order or a higher power. We know what his name is. Yeah. We know who he yeah. is. We know that he's manifested in one God, but in three persons. So he's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So for us, a biblical miracle is when God 
supersedes and God transcends the natural order of the day. The physical limitations, the physical laws are broken. The physics of yeah. humankind yeah. and creation, God himself transcends it. God in all of his power shows up. And then we see miracles, signs, and wonders begin to flow. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Pastor A. Now, let's go into the miracle in, okay. in, in Cana. So, it happens at a wedding. Probably one of the least places that you would think a miracle would take place. But, again, nothing is impossible for God. But I just want to understand then, what is the significance of the miracle, or maybe even the first miracle, taking place in that setting? Okay. Good question. Um, and I want to just maybe reference first John 14 and verse 10. Yeah. This is Jesus answering them and saying, do, not, do you not believe that I'm in the Father, and the Father in me? Um, so the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. So... What is located within Christ is the work of the Father and the Father doing the work. So it's this understanding that he is not just supernatural in his um, manifestation, in his spiritual form, but even God the Father working then in his physical form through him to perform these miracles. Yeah. And when we get to the wedding in Cana specifically, we have to look back as to why did Christ come? Now, Christ came in his form as man to reconcile man back to God. Now, when you read through the New Testament, you're introduced to this theme of the body of Christ. Or you're introduced to this theme of the bride of Christ. Um, so you are introduced to Christ bringing up this theme of him being the bridegroom and the church being his bride. Mm. So why is it specific at this wedding? It's again to set in motion or to give us the platform of our relationship with him. Yeah. That as the body of Christ, we are the bride of Christ. He's the bridegroom. Mm. So he shows up at a wedding. Also, in the most plain understanding of why he shows up at a wedding is to bless the wedding is to showcase how important marriage is to Christ, is to all to God in that sense as well. But again, for me, in my understanding, and how I want to interpret this, is the sense of he shows up to just reiterate our relationship with him, how we stand with him. Yeah. And then specifically to use the elements of water and turning it into wine. And the story we understand is very simply put that there were six wine uh, or six water canisters. Yes. Um, and Jesus then, and again, Jesus tells them the, the, the master of ceremony comes and he says to the master there that, listen, um, the wine has run out. Um, what are we going to do? Uh, Mary overhears this and Mary goes to them and says, go to that man sitting right there. Um, and whatever he tells you to do, you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so now they come, she comes to Jesus and she says to him, um, you know, uh, the wine has run out. Can you do something about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so at some point, Mary should have probably seen <laughs> Jesus do something for yeah, her to have this yeah. level of faith that he could do something sure. about yeah, this situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, six again showcasing that, um, you know, the, the, the sign or the symbol of man 
and Christ now breaking the limitations that man has placed, yeah. taking a physical format, which is water in its liquid form, and then he's saying to it, okay, now I'm going to take this water and I'm going to make it something that is celebratory in nature, yeah. something that will showcase that I will make it not just the same as what they've had, because now when the water is suddenly changed into wine yes, and they follow yes, yes. Christ's command, um, the Bible says that they come to him, the master of ceremonies, and says, but um, how is it that you kept the, best, the best wine yeah, for last? Yeah, yeah. So Jesus in his performing of the miracle always exceeds expectations. Yeah. Jesus in the performing of signs and wonders, he exceeds our understanding of what things are supposed to be. So again, it's what we always preach, that he is greater. He has greater. He's, his unit of measurement is greater. Yeah. His unit of measurement is the best. So he comes and he gives them wine that is better than what they've had before. Yeah. And we are now introduced into this concept of Jesus using this specific setting of the wedding at Cana to introduce us to his power and how he works in and through the people's faith. Yeah. Because the qualifier is Mary said to them, whatever he says for you to do, do it. Yeah. And obedience and faith will bring about the miraculous, will bring about the signs, the wonders. And then he qualifies it. <laughs> with his measurement, not our measurement. Mm, mm, Showing again that the supernatural abilities of God breaks every physical law yeah. that there may be. Yeah. Wow, Th thanks, Pastor A. Now, let's, let's see if we, can, if we can bring it to a close with a, just a broader yep. lessons then that we can learn about the, about the first miracle. There, there's so many things in, in the manner in which he, he does the miracles as well. Uh, I know, for example, Bishop Garns in, in, his, in his session with us spoke about Jesus, as, as you've correctly stated, that he does things in excellence as well. Yeah. So from, from our lessons and, and looking at this passage of scripture in, in John chapter 2, what can we then walk away with? I think the overall theme for me and, and what I want to bring out to all of us um, is just this fact that when Jesus performs this miracle, it's also an introduction to his disciples yeah. because he goes with his disciples. So it's also introduction for them to believe who he is, mm -hmm. for them to believe what he can do, his power that is at work. It's his first miracle. Yeah. Um, he blesses a wedding. Um, you know, he comes into the lives of people in one of the most um, celebratory moments of their lives. He comes and blesses it. That's why... At, at weddings when the preacher or the minister, officiating minister stands there, he always would refer to Jesus' first miracle happened at a wedding. Um, and the idea that comes to us, the lessons that comes to us, is that Jesus honors us, um, you know, in performing miracles, in performing signs and wonders at the place where we are. Um, at the moments of, of life that we are either celebrating or we're at our weakest, or we're at a place of need. Think about it. Jesus the Christ honors us at the place where we are. So that's the first thing. You know, he meets us at the point of our needs. 
Um, you know, and like we said when we spoke about the calling of his disciples, there's no qualifier. There's no conditions to it. If faith is there and the obedience to his instruction is there, he will meet us where we are. Yeah. Then we also see, like you said, alluding to it, that whatever God does, he does excellently. He does it with excellence. He gives us the best. So our mind should be that when we walk in Christ and Jesus is revealed to us and Christ is revealed and we are revealed, you know, in terms of who we are in him, that everything we do for him, Paul gives us that admonition. Paul says, all you are to do, do it as if unto the glory of God. Meaning that if he is an excellent God doing excellent things, um, you know, showcasing his measurement of excellence consistently, then he shares that authority with us to be excellent and to do excellent things. Another thing I want to say is that he cares about everything, even the smallest of things, even the most insignificant of things that we would hold as insignificant. He cares about it. He showcases to us that he's a God of the miraculous. He's a God of signs and wonders. So that for to all of us, there's nothing insignificant that we should ever pray for. Sometimes the devil tells us, the Lord will never do that for you. Sometimes the enemy would, would, would make us doubt that our prayers are being heard. That's why when we pray, we walk away and we're like, ah, no, God, you know, if you do it, it's okay. You know, nothing is insignificant to God. He cares about the most minute detail of our lives. And if again, he finds us where we are. Mm. And if he finds us where we are, he will do excellent things. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Pastor Adrian, thank you so much once again for just unpacking this passage of scripture and just delving into the significance of, 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 of this, that, that first miracle, but also just painting to us the the importance of what is actually yeah. a biblical miracle because Good. there are many things out there that we see both now and previously yes. that have been contended with about what is a miracle. What is what a miracle? Look? Yes. Exactly. And so thank you so much for, for that. And also just the significance of it's taking place in a wedding and us then being viewed and uh, as, as his bride and the many things that he's calling us towards as Good. well. So God bless you, Pastor Adrian. Thank, thank you. you so much once again. And thank you everyone again for listening and for watching the Jesus Revealed podcast. This is day six. If you have not subscribed to us and you bumped into this by chance, please make sure that you subscribe to, to this podcast series and you'll get all the, the previous ones from day one. We've been walking this journey. We've tried as much as possible to be as chronological as possible just to show the significance as through these past 40 days or these, I guess, 34 days that we're going to look into now and then leading up to then the Holy Week in the crucifixion of Jesus. So God bless you as you listen and as you watch. Mm -hmm.